This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with, with Bet Rivers your hometown sports book. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm delighted to say joining me is an absolutely inform senior ATP tour handicapper because we win Sean Calvert, who is just on the back of a 33 to one win tip with Herbert Hercash winning the ATP tour 1000 event in Shanghai. So before we start, congratulations, Mr. Calvert. I can't, I have, I, I can't I hear that. Why, why can't I hear that? Why can't I hear that clapping? Why can't you hear the clapping? Almost, yeah. Hang on. I couldn't hear it. It was going to be like, you were yeah, doing can it, you hear there's again? no noise. Oh, it's very, it's very faint, very oh, faint. Well, I'm not giving you that much. Anyway, if I had a hat, <laughs> which you choose which one you want, I'm going to take it off to you. So hat, hat number one, all, take it off all... to you. Do you wear all those? Hat number two, yes, I do. Hat number three, I'll take <laughs> this one off to you. There's another hat there. Hat number four, and so on and so forth. That, well, how I'll, can my, one person have that many hats? I don't think multi- I've got any. My multitude of hats I take off good, to you on the third. a good collection. The, yeah, very thank good. You, anyway, my collection in uh, the, the bank account collection has gone up a little bit for today. Yeah. Thanks to you. Uh, congratulations. 33 yeah, one winner. Crazy Asian swing, hasn't it been? Um, two winners, one finalist. Um, and uh, all at very big prizes, obviously. And then we've got another another week to go in Tokyo. It wouldn't be nice to make it four out of four. That would be great. Well, that um, would be nice. And hopefully we someone Sorry, Sean. No, I was going to say, it's just, you know, it, it, it's... It's often been a good part of the year for me, the Asian swing. It, it, you know, as I said before, it does have advantages. I feel like it does give you an edge over some of the other tournaments in the year. So it's, it's I've gone well at the Asian swing in the past, and it's nice to do it again this year. And um, nice to top it off with a with a big price win. I hope everyone got uh, got some good odds and um, yeah, nice profit. By looking on social media today, there's a few people who'll be celebrating along with us this evening with Herbert Hercash. We raise a glass. Of a bit of what what the Polish drink? What the Polish drink? Bit of vodka? Was it probably vodka? Yeah, Yeah, we'll have a little, we'll have a little vodka to celebrate her cash's win this evening. Um, Just before we go on to this week's events, and obviously Sean is, I think that's how, like I say, it's our back-to-back winners after Manorino a a couple of weeks ago in Astana. Obviously, this this tournament's a little bit different in the time scale of things. So the last two previews we've had, we've had two winners, Uh, and also we've had a, a second as well. So in the runner-up so we've hit the real good form at this time of year and it goes back to my sort of point about sort of staking um how you approach a season and i mean knee-jerk reaction some people you know they they, they complain they put messages at the bottom of the of the, the show here when we have a bad run telling us how bad we are um you know we couldn't tip toffee we couldn't do this we couldn't do that um this is a this is a long term business, isn't it? I mean, you know, you, yeah. I've known you an awful long time now. You know, over maybe fifteen years now, I've never known you to have a, a bad a losing season. I know you had bad tournaments, and I know you've had bad weeks, and I know you had bad months, and we really did hit some bad form at Wimbledon at the US Open, which is very hard tournaments to make money unless you want to bet a load of favorites, and which that is our style here. But it. People just got to manage people's expectations, haven't you? When you're doing these kind of things, and what you're going to get at the end of the year, we can't win every week, but we will win pretty much every season. 
Yeah, we we did exceptionally well last year, didn't we? And I don't know whether people were just assuming that oh, that, you know, they've done it then. That's this is they're going to do it again. I, I don't think many people think that way, but I, I think a minority probably do. Um, and it, I guess it's human nature, isn't it, to just kind of see something that's doing well and kind of jump on the bandwagon, so to speak. And then some people will get disappointed if it doesn't continue to to kind of make money and stuff. But it's it's a long term thing, you know. If if you stick with it, um, you're doing the right things, you're making the right bets. Sooner or later, you will hit a purple patch, just as just as surely as sooner or later you will hit a, a slightly rough patch. But you know, ultimately, you've got to be judged on um, on the long-term figures, I think. It's all about managing expectation and keeping your staking plan. That's the secret of success to gambling. Keep your staking sound uh, consistent. Don't go chasing your wages. And just, you know, the, the worst thing you can do is, is miss out on something. If, you, if you're betting everything, just reduce your staking plan and then come in again when you feel a little bit more confident. But you say about last season, you say about last season, we had a brilliant season last season. You're comparing last season to this season, i.e. this season, we're not doing as well as last season. I, I, look at well, these figures here. We are now. Well, we are, we are now. We had, we had a bit the longer this year, that's all. Yeah, well, these figures here. Uh, the tournament, on the year so far, if you had bet everything that we had suggested here, on uh, the podcast, you would have won, you would be forty five point zero three units up, which is gr- great by anybody. You know, any any better, it makes forty five units on a tennis season exceptional. When you consider these are one unit bets, we've had two hundred and fifty one bets on this show, uh, and we've had a profit of two forty five point zero three, which is a return of investment of seventeen point seven eight percent. Now, I've highlighted to you in the last few weeks here, if you can make five percent on a year, I think you're a very successful gambler better you know the, the books will be scared of you to be making 17.78 percent and considering it well it's, it's not a it's not, you know, it's not as good as we we should we could have done it and you know, that is a phenomenal return i don't care if anyone keeps records and anybody keeps records over a period of times over 251 bets to make almost 18 percent return of your investment people could tell me i do this i do that every well it's in, it's hard to do that it's very very hard to do that and uh, that is a fantastic achievement. And that is what Sean has achieved this year. And, uh, you know, it is long-term. Stick with it. You won't go wrong. This is uh, a year-long f- effort for us. And it puts us in a, a fantastic position with three weeks to go. If it was me, I'd be having 45 units on something to, to, to smash it up. But I, know Sean's I won't be doing that. <laughs> I won't be doing that. So I think we're, I think we're, cert- we're guaranteed to make profit. And uh, Sean does it again this year. So uh, forget the short-sightedness. It's all about the long-term here. And 45 units return for a year investment on 251 bets is an absolute phenomenal return. Anyway. And we're not finished yet you, either. Let's see, get better. You, let's see how good you are this week, Calvin. We're not going to give you too much. We're not going to be blowing smoke <laughs> up your ass too much now, mate. We're going to make you work for your money this week. And we yeah. are. We have three tournaments this week, Sean. I know you you know, you, you love these three-week tournament events. Kind of can tell, I can tell by yeah. your, your face there. Uh, but the big tournament stays in Asia, which is great for us because Sean has been on fire on Asia. And it's the Japan Open. Uh, we can give you the runners and riders there and go through the draw and look at the outrun markets. Before we do that, Sean, conditions. Um, I was reading about this tournament in the build-up today. Transition is quite a fast call. It's um, one that uh, the, the big servers have done well on previously. Are we expecting more of the same this year? I, th- I hope so. Yeah, I mean it's a deco turf outdoor hard court, usually usually reasonably paced. They used the Dunlop AO balls um, last year and this year. It's more of a medium paced hard court, I think. I and mean, the Dunlop AO balls are the ones that the players complained about at obviously the Australian Open at the start of the year when they they start off okay, quite nippy, 
then they fluff up and get slow. Um, so that that could be an issue. Um, average is about 80% holds, 72.5% first serve points won. The WTA event here a week or two was was above average, actually, for tie breaks per set, first serve points won, all that stuff. I know it's not easy to compare the two, but um, from that and from the previous editions, I would suggest it's going to be um, reasonably paid, probably about the same as Shanghai, I would say. Um, 38% of the matches feature a tie break. 30% of the underdogs win. Um, assuming all things being, I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be particularly hot this week um, in Tokyo. I think it was raining quite a bit either yesterday or today. It's supposed to be about 23, 24, 24 25 degrees all week. So not not blindingly hot. The, the roof was used a lot last year as well. I'm not sure that'll be in play uh, much this week because the, the the weather looks, it looks better. It looks fine. It looks, well, it's no rain. It's, it's not going to be hot, but I don't think rain's going to be an issue. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say medium conditions, similar-ish to Shanghai, I would say, overall. Let's have a look at the runners and riders this week. And the draw headed by the defending champion, Taylor Fritz. He won it last year in an All-American yeah. final against Francis TFO. I expect the conditions to suit him. He faces Cam Norrie in the first round, which will be a difficult opponent. Both of these players aren't in the best of form. Number two is Casper Root. He's in the bottom half of the draw. Number three seed is Alexander Zverev. Number four, Alex Diminois. And number five seed, we have uh, Tommy Paul. Number six, Francis Tierfo. Seven, Kacharnov. And eight, Felix Auger-Lissim. Um, mixture of players there that are in and out of form, but including those eight seeds, we've got some dangerous floaters in the draw as well, including Herbert Herkash, who's not even seeded, which is surprising to me. Uh, he's in the top half of the draw alongside Karatsev, Tierfo, uh, Fritz. I would argue that the top half probably is a little bit tougher than the bottom half. But there is that section with Shelton and Alexander Zverev in Q3, which looks difficult. Um, one thing I've, I've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast um, in recent weeks, and a lot of players have very little motivation to play for, but there are places up for the ATP Tour year-end event in Turin, and the winter day, Her Herbert Herkash takes him up to 11th, and he's only about 300 points now behind Holger Rune in 8th, and Holger Rune is not in great form, and he's not fit. So the chances there, Taylor Fritz uh, going deep here could see him overtake Holger Rune, Kasper Rude, a good run here. We'll see him as well, Tommy Paul. So if you're looking for incentives, Fritz, Rude, Herkash and Tommy Paul need a big week here to really state their claim and maybe force their way into the, the top eight for the ATP Tour Championship. Is that in your thinking, Sean, or is that, am I looking too much into that? It's it's a way of thinking that, that a lot of people use and there's, there's certainly some value in it. I, I'm not sure it I'm not sure it always works out that way. I mean, yes, they perhaps are slightly more motivated than other players, but, you know, it's been a long season and it, it, a lot of it depends about how they're feeling physically. A lot of these guys will be carrying little injuries, little niggles and um, and various uh, physical ailments and just maybe a bit of fatigue as well. So it, a lot of it depends on, yes, there's motivation there, but the the feel-good factor is also a, a good one. Herkash is coming in here with, with a great feel-good factor, isn't he? Some of the others aren't really, are they? Fritz is... Certainly, it seemed to be struggling. The likes of Norrie, you know, some of the guys at TFO, even they're they're kind of they're on a bit of a downer. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a factor. Yeah, that's one to consider. Uh, yeah, let's have a look at the outright betting. Uh, we look at the market. Alexander Zverev is the market leader at three dollars. Uh, Herbert Herkash, fresh after his win 
in Shanghai, making the short trip to Tokyo. He's six dollars. Taylor Fritz, defending champion, needs the win, but he's out of form. He's six dollars. Tommy Paul, six dollars. Alexander Diminois, uh, six dollars. Uh, sorry, Alex, Alex Diminois, six dollars. Francis TFO, seven dollars. Ben Shelton, ten to one. Karin Kashanov is ten to one. Casper Root is twelve to one, and Cam Norrie at seventeen to one. So they are the top ten. There are players further down the draw who could state a claim here. Uh, in in this draw, it's not as you know, Felix Auger had to see him if he can get any kind of form. He's got a chance. There is some other players who are dangerous opponents. Well, where's your money this week, Sean? Where are we going to put the the Herkash winnings? And where are we going to get it back even more in Tokyo? Well, it's not been a great tournament for number one seeds. This only three number one seeds have won this title since 2010. Um, not many massively big price winners. Uh, Medvedev did win it at 44 to one in 2018. Uh, a few big, big price finalists as well. John Milman made the final here, sixty-six to one, not long ago. Manorino, forty to one, pair sixty-six to one. Um, so it's it's been a, a tournament where not many number one seeds have won, but not not many outsiders either. So ones that are slightly further down. I've got two um, here that are slightly further down the market than than the top two or three. One in the top half and one in the bottom half. In the top half, um, I've gone with uh, Karen Kasharnov here. I took mm-hmm. him at. Um, 13 to 1 earlier on. He's he's got good form here. Made the final of the Olympics at, at this venue in in 2021. It was pretty quick that week if I remember rightly. It was it was in the summer, wasn't it? So it was a little bit a little bit warmer. It'll still be quick quickish conditions here though, I hope. Um he's a guy that does enjoy the the, the faster side of of outdoor hard conditions. Obviously won the title in Zhuhai in very quick conditions um a few weeks ago. Semi-finalist in Miami when it was quick there this year. Um, he's also beaten Taylor Fritz in both their prior a career meeting, so he's not going to be concerned about Fritz. He should beat Popperin in the first round. He, he's had two tough matches against Popperin, but if you look at the service points won and return points won titles, it's been dominated really by Kashanov. He perhaps should have won those easier than he did. His, his backhand, you would say, is certainly better than Popperin's. Just looking at the draw here, Diminor will want a big week after a disappointing week in Shanghai. He could be a danger. He's got Jack Draper in the first round, hasn't he? He's qualified well. Been playing a lot of challenges lately, Jack. Um, that would be a good match, wouldn't it? Diminor against mm-hmm. Draper, the winner of that could could go deep. Um, TFO, I just feel is on is on a bit of a downer since that US Open performance that he he criticised himself for against Shelton when he he, he said he he basically bottled it a bit. He's he just he just hasn't shown it at all, has he? He did make the final here, I think, didn't he last year? TFO, yeah, uh, lost beat by to, Fritz. tight one to Fritz, yeah. So. But I'll come on to his match in a minute. I'm not. I'm not sold on him. I think Urkash is going to be tired. Um, so I feel like there's an opportunity here for um, for catching off. So he's he's my man in the top half. So Kachanov is the man. He didn't the thirteen to one or the twelve to one, which was a little bit available earlier in the day, is actually now gone with Bet Rivers. But he's available at tens. Is that still a, a bet? Would it be an each way bet, or would you be betting yeah. to, to win? Yeah, it's each way bet. I've got one in the bottom half as well, so I'm going for a dream final here. Because uh, we've got uh, in the top half, uh, Karen Kacharnov to overcome all obstacles, get past Taylor Fritz, get past Alex Diminois, Francis Tiafo, who all have had long, well, to two Americans, they've had quite long seasons and uh, coming in a little bit in different form. But Kacharnov's had a bit of a layoff as well, hasn't he? he? Has. You know, he's yeah, that's going to be fresh. That's another factor. Yeah, that's a good point because he did have um, that back injury. So he had several months off. So he should be coming here fresher uh, and obviously motivated um, to do well. So yeah, that's another good factor. And he also has, I'm going to keep going on about it, but he has an outside chance. If he wins this, he gets 3,205. 
and that will probably take him up. Oh, yeah, he'll be interested in that, yeah, for sure. That'll take him to about ninth, uh, maybe ninth or tenth on the race uh, to Turin, uh, which is just under the month's time. And they've got one big A to be tour, 1,000 event in Paris. He does well there. He could really force his way in. A, He's won so that could, before as well, hasn't he? Yeah, so Kachalov could be somebody to to keep an eye on in the final weeks of the season. And we think at the top half of the draw, he's the man to prevail. In the bottom half of the draw in this 500 event, um, we've got Tommy Paul. We have Alexander Zverev, who's potentially played a second round match against Ben Shelton, which would be an interesting one. Auger Eliassime, Kasper Ruud. Um, the way that um, Zverev, the tournament favourite, played against Safali, and he looked as though he couldn't be bothered at all uh, in his last match. Um so at the prices, I was looking to oppose him. And um, in that bottom half of draw, you're obviously opposing Zverev. But who with? I'm taking Tommy Paul here. I was quite impressed with Tommy Paul last week in Shanghai. He played really well. He's a little bit unlucky. He ran into a a, a great Andre Rublev on the day. Um, but he he had a good tournament uh, in Shanghai, Tommy Paul, in, in conditions that he does like, the, the quicker conditions. It suits him slightly lower bouncing. He, he likes that. Um, has a 2-0 career series lead over Alexander Zverev, so he's not going to be concerned about Zverev. I mean, for me, Zverev just looks... He just looks a bit tired. I mean, he had a long a long struggle. He won the Chengdu title, but it was it was painful. Pretty much every match was three sets. Arguably, should, should have lost the final to Safulin. I don't think he's been playing that well. He's been kind of winning ugly, Zverev. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy to take Tommy Paul against him. Yeah, I quite like Tommy Paul's draw. You should have no problems with someone like Altmaier in the first round, then he's got potentially McDonald or or Purcell. Um, really should be winning that. So you've got him there in the quarterfinals. As I said, he's got a perfect record against Zverev, so I would give him every chance of beating Zverev. And then after that, I think Q4 is, is quite open because I'm not sold on Kasper Ruud at this time of year. It's not traditionally been a time that he's he's gone well, lost to Marijan last week. When, he, when it had all opened up for him, he had a great chance of he will think he had a great chance of making the final last week in Shanghai. Disappointing, I sh- disappointed, I should think, to lose to Marijan. Um, Felix is nowhere. We'll come on to him in a minute. Um, Nishioka could be interesting, obviously, in his home tournament. He he could uh, have a part to play here. But, um, yeah, Tommy Paul here for me. Again, he was a 13-1 to earlier. I'm not sure what he was, what he is now. But, um, yeah, he's my play in the second. Well, uh, he's actually pop. a lot lower. He's actually now currently 6-1. to one. Uh, yeah, that's Bet a Rivers. bit short. Uh, I think they're, I think they're the, the the guys at Bet Rivers are keeping Tommy Paul definitely on their side. I mean, it's one of the lowest prices around. They, they don't want to be uh, they don't want to be against Tommy Paul. They saw a little bit what you saw in the uh, in the in the in the last tournament. So, uh, what do you think about that price? That's too bit? short for me. That I wouldn't take him at that. But it's like half the price, isn't it? Yeah, but um, so just we're going to go. I'll for just the... take catching off then. But yeah, I mean. That, that's my thought on the bottom half, but I'll, as the official play goes, I'll just take a shot off at, at those odds. Yeah, six to one. Tommy Paul, he's the joint, joint second favourite to win the tournament with Bet Rivers uh, alongside uh, the Americans. Uh, the Taylor Fritz, Tommy Paul, joint favourites. Um, Francis Tifo just behind them at seven. So that is the outright market in Tokyo. Um, what we'll do, Sean, is we'll come on to three matches here that you've highlighted in Tokyo. We've got a graphic with three matches in Tokyo and two in Stockholm, but we'll just talk about the two in Tokyo and we'll come on the Stockholm ones in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert Herkash, the man who's done a so... We've been cheering him on all week. He's up against Zhen Zhang. Uh, Herkash is minus 182. Uh, Zhang here is plus 145. This match probably it will not be played tomorrow. It will probably be played on Tuesday. Um, check the Bet Rivers website for that. 
see what time the match starts because um, the order play isn't announced yet. Uh, Hercas has won their two previous meetings. They played twice before Hercas has won, uh, including well, last week in Shanghai. Hercas come through in a tight one, seven six four six seven six, and also in two thousand and nineteen in Shanghai, seven six six four. So I mean, five sets of tennis, three tie breaks. Hercas just gone through an absolutely monumental match against Ruble Every save match points. Um, we can't go against our man, can we? Yeah, of course we can. <laughs> you fickle. You're a fickle. I'm not. So, so you're I'm not in the business of uh, of having these people over for tea. I mean, it's um, it's it's just. Oh, invite, you, you must be invited. Her cash after tea. He's made you a few quid. Yeah, I remember him. he's lost me a few quid as well, though. So oh, okay. you know, let's let's not go overboard. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm perfectly happy to take him on. Um, very quick turnaround for me. This for her cash. Very little time to prepare. Different conditions. Different court surface. Different balls. Um, he's not going to have long at all to get himself from from Shanghai to Tokyo to get ready for this. Um, if you remember, and I, I certainly do, uh, the last time Hercash won a title, which was in Marseille, he beat our guy Benjamin Bonzi in the final. He only he came he went to Dubai a couple of days later for a five hundred there, and he only just edged through in in a final set tiebreak nine seven I think it was in a final set tiebreak against Shevchenko in the first round in in Dubai. I would expect a similar sort of performance from him here. He's often a very slow starter. He started really slowly in that Marseille tournament because I was there for that tournament. He wasn't very good at all in the first couple of matches. He should have lost to Mikel Ema, actually. Ema made, Ema made a bit of a mess of it. Um, but in the end, very much like Shanghai, he played his best tennis at the right time, which is a nice kind of habit to have. And that's, that's what he did in Shanghai last week as well. It wasn't great against Zhang last week at all. Zhang can perhaps consider himself a little bit unlucky um, to lose that match. It, it, that that match was all about her her cash's first serve. Actually, he won eighty seven percent of his first serve points and sixteen aces in that match against Zhang. Similar against Rublev, actually. Again, it was the first serve that really helped him out. Um, her cash second serve points. Zhang was better against her cash last week. Fifty five percent, one to fifty percent. Um, little bit unfortunate, Zhang, that he had a a slight injury towards the last stages he had a, an on-court medical timeout which looked like a, a hip problem um and her cash was able to to just be the steadier in, in the final set tie break wasn't impressive again this this will be a tough one um Zhang will, will have had a week by the time this match is played he would have had a week to recover from that previous match against her cash obviously her cash will only have a couple of days I took Zhang earlier on here at um 2.45 I think it was that's the current price. Yeah, that that must be the current price. And yeah, to plus uh, plus one forty five. Then we bet Rivers the um the bet on Zhang. I think a lot is in his favour. I think Hercash will do well to win this one. Ten days is a very different thing in tennis betting. This was the Hamami cheering on all over Twitter. Come on, Hercash, Hercash, finished. People, Zhang. people, Zhang. Know me that I'm, Sorry, I'm I'm more than happy to bin somebody off if if, oh, if yeah. I feel like there's a few quid in it for me. Zhang is the man. It's plus 145. Up against Herkes, minus 182. The spread is two and a half. Zhang receiving two and a half, minus 122. And the total is 23 and a half. Uh, I mean, you look at the head temperature in the two of them, they've been involved in very close matches. I quite like first set overs on the 29 different bets with... Um, yeah, Rivers. that's also very possible. I mean, yeah. the first set's been 7-6 both times, hasn't it? Yeah. Depends if Urkat, how if he's feeling a bit leggy, he might... It might take a while to get into the match, but yeah, that's certainly viable in, in any Hercash match to get in a quick uh, conditions against somebody with, with similar power, yeah. Over 10 and a half 
to, uh, games in set one plus 175. I quite like that. I think that's a, a decent play. Uh, and remember, there's lots of different markets in the Bet Rivers website, 29 different markets, as well as those main three markets that I suggested there to you. And if you do place a wager on the Bet Rivers website, you can live stream this match from the comfort of your own home with your tablet, your mobile device, or your laptop. Um, let's have a look at the next match. Francis Tierfo. Uh, again, we're not quite sure the order of play there. This will be on Tuesday again, uh, or the early hours of Monday. We're waiting to see the, the order of play here. Uh, Francis, sorry, not early hours of Monday. Yeah, early hours of Tuesday, I think, American time. Yeah. A little bit confusing. Uh, Francis Tierfo is a favourite here. He's minus 210 against Aslan Karatsev, who's plus 165. Sean sort of alluded to the fact that um, Francis Tierfo isn't playing that well, but he does come here the number six seed with a 2-0 head-to-head winning lead over Karatsev. And on the hard court this, this season, he's been a lot, lot more impressive. 21 wins to 10 losses for TFO. Nine wins, nine losses for Karatsev. And their last meeting was in Washington, where TFO won 7-6-7-6. The previous one to that was also this year at the French Open, where TFO won three sets to one. Um, TFO, though, got beat by Sonego in Shanghai. Didn't look very well. We didn't, didn't play very well. He didn't play very well at all in the Davis Cup. Um, mm. but uh, Karatsev reached the what did he reach the semi finals in uh Zhuhai. Yeah, he had a bit of a neck injury. He was we got, I think we got slightly lucky with that one because he was looking like he was going to win that match against Nishioka, but he had a picked up a neck injury, I think it was in the second set, and that didn't really do him any favors. But you know, quick conditions has always been something that Karatsev enjoys. A lot of people remember his, his run to the semi finals in Australian Open. I think he won Dubai as well, didn't he? And, quick conditions as well in the past. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, TFO just, he doesn't look, he doesn't look at it at the minute. TFO is all about that, that sort of bustling energy, isn't he? He doesn't, he's not really showing that in the minute. I think he's on a bit of a, a bit of a downer, as I said, after that US Open loss and then, you know, carried that through, didn't play well in Davis Cup. You know, he might well bounce back here at a tournament that he did well at last year. That, that's quite possible. But, you know, in Washington DC, when these guys played, TFO edged it 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. Uh, as you said, winning only five more points in a match. It's hardly a convincing victory in similar conditions. Um, Karatsev, he's, as I said, he was impressive in Zhuhai. He was a little bit unlucky not to make the final. Lost a, a close one to Halley's last week in Shanghai. But if you look at the last three months' data of these two um, in these conditions, there's very, very little in it. TFO, 8-7, win-loss. And the service points, one over 10 points, one total of 103. Karatsev, 6-6, win-loss. And his total is 102. So very little in it, but the prices suggest that there's more in it. I mean, I think it's just a lean for me. I'd, I'm always a bit worried about backing Karatsev. Um, but I think he's he represents some sort of value. here. There, there are other bets that I prefer um, slightly more than this one, but I, I wouldn't put anybody off backing Karatsev here. I think he's, he's the player if you're having a bet on this match. Karatsev plus 165. The conditions could suit. The timing of the calendar could suit. And Francis TFO looks a man, three losses in his last four matches, who is running on empty after an epic season for the likeable American. Uh, the final match we're going to talk about here in Tokyo before we've got two more tournaments to talk about. So final match we're going to talk about here in America is Felix auger Um, someone that we we bet to win the tournament a couple of weeks ago. He's definitely in room 101 now, I can tell you that. Uh, Sean, yep. you're giving him any second chances, Felix auger Seem no, no chance. He's a minus $2 favourite up against Alexander Vukic. Uh, 
probably a, a big serving blue kick and uh, I think he might reddish the conditions here and the opportunity to play the Canadian uh, the spread is two and a half minus two and a half for Auger is minus 112 blue kick uh, plus two and a half is minus 114 and the total is pitched quite high not so unsurprisingly really when you consider the the, the serve that blue kick has 23 and a half is the line now this one we do know the time it's the early hours of Monday morning. So it's overnight American time. It's 12.40 a.m. AM. So just gone midnight, 12.40 a.m. You can watch the NFL. You could be able to have a little bet on this one and watch it uh, on the Bet Rivers live stream. Um, on the head-to-head, they've never met before. Uh, but Felix is in some absolutely terrible form at the moment. Four losses in his last five matches. Uh, and prior to that, since Wimbledon, his form has been absolutely dire. Uh, only one one match on tour against Berrettini, an injured Berrettini in Cincinnati. So um, minus $2, you're going to have to be very brave to take that on Felix. Yeah, I think you'll probably get a better price in play than that. Or or if you don't, you know, don't worry about it. It's, you haven't missed much at, at minus $2. Um, I watched a lot of his match against Fuksovic. We, we had Fuksovic against him last week, didn't we? Um, yeah, the backhand was was horrible from Felix. It was It was just an unforced error waiting to happen. Every time Fuksovic put it there in a in a kind of neutral rally, not every time, but numerous times, um, Felix would just fire it long. There was no no control over that at all. I don't know whether there's a, that's a physical ailment, maybe uh, wrist or something. I don't know whether it's just he's just horribly lacking in confidence. As you said, his his recent record is is poor, very poor. You know, he's lost eleven of his thirteen main level matches since Miami, which is going back to March. If we look at his main level outdoor hardcore stats for the entire season. Um, 48% win rate. So he, he wins less than half of his matches on this surface this season. And his service points, one and return points, one total is 100. It's not befitting of a a guy that sees himself as, as you know, top 10 by by any means. Bukic is not far behind, 45% win rate and a 98 total. Um, very little in the whole break totals, service hold and break totals as well. Felix, 99, Vukic, 98. Now, if we isolate that to more recent form, last 10 matches each, Felix has got a 20% win rate and a service points one return points one total of 96. Vukic, 40% win rate and 98. So I definitely wouldn't be backing Felix at, at those odds based on what he's actually achieved this season. But his, his problems are, are mainly down to return. That Fuksovic match, on serve and on the forehand, he, he was all right. But on second serve... You know, he, he was unable to do anything, really. He was he was down at about 25, 30% second serve points won for much of that match against Fuksovic. So he's broken serve um, only 12% of the time this season on outdoor hard, Felix. And in his last 10 matches, that's eight, he's only broken 8% of the time, which is kind of Isner and Cressy levels uh, of, of returning um, at, at their peaks, if you want to call it that. Um and if you look at what he's done in, in opening sets, this, this lack of ability to break serve has been a problem for him. His last 11 opening sets in a row have gone to at least 10 games and 20 of his last 23 opening sets have gone to at least 10 games. Given that Vukic is a, a decent server, um, plus one forehand, big serve, quick conditions, I do like the over uh, 10 and a half games in set one here. It was um, a plus 175 chance for Bet Rivers. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, this time last year, he was winning everything, wasn't he, Felix? One he's going to have a big drop in the rankings. Lawrence, yeah. Unless won, he's not careful. Won three tournaments on the trot, headed to Paris and got beaten in the semi finals by Holger Rune. And he was knackered. He should have won that tournament as well. 
amazing turnaround from Felix or Aligine. We were talking to him as a potential major winner this year. And uh, well, I was. I know you're not you. I knew you probably weren't too keen on him, but I, was, I definitely talked him up. And uh, now he looks like he could drop out of the top fifty. Incredible. If he doesn't, if he loses first round or first second round in, in the rest of the tournaments this year, I'm not. I haven't worked out how far he could drop, but it it certainly could be out of the seedings for for the Australian Open. Yeah. So that's the tournament in Tokyo. So we've got three match bets there and uh, an outright pick. We did have a couple of outright picks, but the prices have gone against us. Tommy Paul says so only one official outright pick, which is Kevin Kachanov. We'll give you a, a wrap-up of the matches and all our bets at the end of the show. Let's move across the continent, and the continent across the world, over to another continent, Europe. Um, the tour is back in Europe now. And um, this is why we're back on the Sunday, because we've gone back to sort of our normal timings now. So we're over in Stockholm. Uh, it's the tournament. It's called the Peribar Nordic Open. Uh, number one seed here is Holger Rune. Number two seed is Adrian Manorino. Number three is Greeks Four. Number four, Davidovich Fikina. They're the top four seeds. Number five seed, we have Sebastian Bays. Number six, Leheka. Number seven, Christopher Eubanks. And number eight, Dan Evans. I'll give you the where their positions are in the draw, and we'll give you some outright odds. But before we do that, Sean is going to take us through the conditions here and what to expect over as the tour returns to Europe. Yeah, this is played on a plexi-pave indoor hardcore um, surface. That it's usually a reasonable pace. In the old days, it was supposed to be the same pace as Shanghai so that the players could kind of adapt from, from there to here. Um, didn't look that quick to me last year. It feel like, felt like more of a medium-paced hardcore, but it's it's certainly not slow or it certainly hasn't been slow in the past. It's it's one of the on the slightly quicker side hard courts of, of the indoor circuit averages 81% holds 72.3% first serve points won, 38% tie breaks um, underdogs 34% of them win those are the conditions uh, and let's look at the odds uh, I mean this is quite interesting really from the top half of the draw you have Holger Rune he's up against Leheka in, Q- in Q1 Quick Sport and Eubanks in Q2 Sebastian Bays and Davidovich Pekina in Q3 and Q4 Evans and Manorino with some dangerous floaters who I don't think are much, you know, there's not much between the, the unseeded players and the seeded players in this tournament. Uh, let's have a look at the betting. Holger Rune is the favourite at $5. Now that is, he is the star man, but the form and the injury concerns he has heading into this tournament would be a massive worry for me if I was taking $5. Adrian Manorino is $7. Obviously he won in Astana for us uh, two, week, is it two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, Davidovich Rikina, uh, the inconsistent Davidovich Rikina is $7. Roman Safalin is, for me, I think he's playing some great tennis. I, I looked at him as a potential win here, but at eight to one, I'd want a lot more than eight to one. Dan Evans, we never know what, another inconsistent, another person who you would struggle to assess, which Dan Evans will show up here. He's 10 to one town. Greek sport out of form, 11. Leheka, condition will suit him, I don't know, 12. Gail Monfils, at the, prime, at the top time of his career, would you bet him at 13? Rusevora at 16, Lorenzo Sanego at 17. So we've pretty much, I've pretty much ruled out all eight of those top 10 in the betting there. Um, where's your money this week, Sean? I've gone with Sanego here. Um, 17 to 1 he was with um, Bet Rivers yeah. earlier on. I think that's a reasonable price. Tends to play well indoors at this time of the year, Sanego. He won Mets in late September a, a year ago, and a lot of people will no doubt recall him making the final of the 500 in Vienna. As a lucky loser in 2020, I think he beat Djokovic on the way to making that final. I think he was about 500 to one. Um, Sanego, he does need ranking points now. After those Mets points that I just mentioned came off his his tally, uh, he's dropped down to number 59 from number 39. So he's 
someone that is, if he's got an eye on seedings for the Australian Open next year, which I'm sure he has, then he's going to want to do well at some of these indoor events that he's gone well at in the past. His season is still very much alive with, with Italy in the Davis Cup. He's got that to look forward to. He's been playing well in the Davis Cup too, Sanego. He beat uh, Greek Spore indoors last year. I think it was in Paris in their their only career meeting. So just looking at this draw, um, he should be beating Lajevic indoors. Then he, he'll have Eubanks, who's doesn't seem fully fit at the moment, or a qualifier. I don't think the qualifier is complete yet, so I'm not sure who that will be. Um, then he might have Greek Spore or potentially Rusevori. I've backed Rusevori a couple of times at this tournament. This is his home tournament. If you want to call it that, Rusevoi, it's the closest one to Finland that he he has. Um, he's been off the tour. He's had sicknesses and and stuff, but I, I imagine he'll be highly motivated. He could he could well beat Griegsbor, but I think Griegsbor has won all three against Rusevoi before. But whoever it is, Griegsbor or Rusevoi, I would give Sanego a decent chance against either of them. And then uh, Q one could be it could be anything really. We we don't know how Rune's going to be. I'm, I'm more than happy to take Rune on based on. What we've seen, I mean, last week in in Shanghai was was terrible, wasn't it? Nakashima crushed him. I mean, I don't I don't know what's hundred percent sure what's going on with Rune at the minute. Whether it's just physical or or there's something else involved, I don't know. But happy to take Sanego at those odds. Yeah, Sanego is the bet uh, in Stockholm. He's eighteen to one, seventeen to one currently with Bet Rivers. So head across to the Bet Rivers website each way uh, if you're new to each way. But it's it's a half the odds one too. So you're getting half the odds of seventeen which is eight and a half to one about the Italian to reach the final. And, you know, obviously if you're new to each trade betting, check it out. Two bets, one bet is on the win part and one bet is on the place part, which is to rake the final. So uh, it's a new way of betting and it's very popular with Bet Rivers on the tennis. Um, two matches you like here. Uh, Roberto Batista Ragut against Elias Yima. Yima is obviously a local lad. Batista Ragut hasn't played on the tour since July. Uh, he made his comeback in the Malaga Challenger. He got beat by Lloyd Harris uh, very convincingly. Uh, but just it was Billy Harris, actually. Was it Billy Harris? I saw Harris. I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah, no. It was. It was Great Britain's Billy Harris, number three hundred and four well, in the world. Even, well, that even that, that highlights this bet even more than Billy Harris. I thought it was Lloyd Harris. I just saw Harris. I thought it was. I thought there's Lloyd. Um, it's a fair assumption. Yeah, it was Billy. Yeah. Well, this match is deep. Well, these two matches we're going to talk about are definitely on Tuesday, and the order of play starts at four p.m. So the first match you start at four p.m. So they go. These matches we played to so make sure we get on the bets on Tuesday before 4pm if you want to get on this one. Uh, but this is good. It's minus 245. Yima in front of his home crowd. Motivation is going to be strong for him. Is the underdog here. Um, Yima, I, I, I know he's not playing very well, but uh, I couldn't bet Batista a good at minus 245 with anyone's money. Yeah, it's not often on this program that I'm going to talk about a player who's got an injury involving horses. Oh. <laughs> that's that's what's happened to Batista. I got, he, he didn't say exactly what it was, but some sort of accident involving the horses. His family keep horses on, on like a ranch type thing in, in Spain. And he, so, there's some incident involving a horse that's, that's injured him and kept him off the, off the tour since July. Um, he's only played two matches since July, both of them last week in the Malaga Challenger. He won one, then lost, as I just said, to Billy Harris, number 304 in straight sets, which isn't a great indication of how he is. And perhaps more importantly, he he said afterwards, leaving Malaga pain-free is a win. So it seems to me like this is a quite a nasty injury that he's trying to manage and just trying to get his way back 
to sort of fitness and try and get a few ranking points for the sounds, end of the season. That sounds like a couple of my quotes from a couple of stag dudes from, from uh, Marbella, leaving Malaga pain-free is a, is a relief. <laughs> it's very, very similar. Well, he did leave pain-free. I doubt you did, but he, <laughs> he did leave Malaga pain-free. So it doesn't seem like his expectations are particularly high at the minute, Bautista. I think he's just happy to be playing tennis again. Ima, obviously, it's his home tournament. He's got a wild card. He doesn't have a particularly great record here, but last year he, he played really well. He beat Oscar Otte as underdog in the first round when Otte was, you know, playing pretty well. Um, should have beaten TFO. He was a set and a double breakup, if I remember rightly, against TFO last year. He ended up losing it in a final set tie break, Ema. So different levels of motivation here, I think, for these two. Um, Ema, you would think, it, here for one of the first times without his brother, who, of course, uh, retired after getting a doping ban recently. So he's kind of flying the flag to the Ema family now. You would think you'd be super motivated to win this match. I mean, there's two ways you could play. You could play the plus three and a half games um, on Ema, which is a, a minus 122 chance, 1.82. With Bet Rivers, or I've just taken him to win the match at um, plus 195, 2.95. Yeah, that price is still there, plus 195. And the spread is there as well, uh, plus three and a half, minus 122. The total is 22 and a half. 29 uh, bets available on that match to get with the Swede in front of his home crowd in Stockholm. Uh, the next match is American Jeff Wolf up against Sebastian Bays. Uh, Wolf is minus 210. Sebastian Bays is plus 165. Sebastian Bays has uh, improved uh, on his form from earlier in the years, but he was a clay court specialist, and clay court was the only way he wanted to get with him. But uh, he's got a little bit better on other surfaces now. Wolf has played a lot of tennis, like a lot of Americans, a lot of traveling. Uh, he's the favorite here, minus 210. This red is three and a half. Bays is minus 134, receiving three and a half. And Wolf is um, plus 104, minus three and a half, and the total is 22 and a half. Um, what do you think of this one? I think it's very short on Wolf. I think it's, it's the initial price, I think his price has moved out quite a bit from, I think he was about 1.35 or something like that when the first shows came out, which is incredibly short. Um, as you said, Bay has improved a lot on the quicker surfaces lately. Um, if we look at what both of these guys have done in the last three months at main level away from clay. So I'm taking out Bay as his best surface here. Um, Bay has got 73% win rate and a service points, one return points, one total of 102 wolf, 53% win rate and a total of 99. So on that Bay's has been playing the better tennis on these hard courts in recent times. He obviously won the Winston Salem tournament on hard beat the big hitting Leheka, who will be a similar kind of challenge to wolf here. Also beat Borna Courage twice, once in Winston-Salem. Then he backed that up, beat him again at the US Open. I just feel like Wolf will have to play a, a very clean match here to, to justify these odds. He, he is very hit and miss, Wolf. It was more miss than hit in Shanghai, but he did just about manage to scrape through um, several close battles against Kashin, another sort of clay quarter in the first round. That was three-setter. Nori, I think, went all the way. I think he went all the way to a final set tiebreak, that one, didn't it, against yeah. Nori? similar with Arnaldi. I think that was another very, 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 very tight one. Um, so I, I, on the stats, it's very hard to make Wolf the price that he is. I think these these odds initially, when it come out at 1.35, I think that was them putting it up just on the, the old Bayez, if you like. But this this new Bayez, if you want to call him that, has suddenly found his form on the hard courts. Played a, a good match against um, Medvedev as well at the US Open. I think Wolf's going to have to do well to win this easily. So I've taken over 22 and a half um, total games at even money with Bet Rivers. Took a set of Sinner as well last time out, uh, base in Shanghai. Yeah, I, I forgot that. Yeah. So yep. 
this is a very much improved um, Bayez on, on this surface for sure. So over the total games, 22 and a half is the line with Bet Rivers. And remember that match uh, will be on Tuesday and it will start around about 4 p.m. Is that right? 4 p.m. local time, I think. I think so. That can't be right. All right I, anyway, check, check I the Bet know. Rivers website. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't I, looked I, at I, the schedules. I, 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 I don't know. It can't be 4 p.m. Anyway, it must be 4 a.m. Be 4 a.m. Yeah, it'd be about 4 a.m. Anyway, check the Bet Rivers website. They'll have the odds available there uh, for you on the tournament over in uh, Stockholm. One more, last one. We haven't got any matches on this one. The draw has just been made. We're going to give you one outright pick. And it's the tournament Sean is heading to. Now, Sean has obviously just had a 33 to 1 winner. I'm sure he'll be going uh, business class. And I'm sure when you get there, have a chauffeur, chauffeur pick you up, take you to the. They, they don't have business class on EasyJet, I don't think. Well, you've got a you've got an electric window, but you you will and, and, and a sunroof. You will um you must be have a chauffeur pick you up, take you to the to the to the five star accommodation. Surely, there's no five star accommodation. <laughs> there's no chauffeur. There might be a taxi. There might oh, be an Uber. There might be an Uber. out, Mister Calvin. Yeah, the only reason now. I should point out the only reason I'm probably going to get a taxi is because I arrive in Antwerp quite late and it'll be like half nine, ten o'clock at night, and I don't want to be mucking about with stuff at that time so i might take a sort of maybe an eight or nine euro taxi maybe push the boat oh, God. come <laughs> on come on oh anyway let's go to antwerp very quickly uh running out of time stefanos sissapas is the number one seed here another player completely out of form uh leonard Struff hasn't played a lot of tennis he's the number two seed in opposite half of the draw bublik is in this draw with Struff. then at the top half we have uh, number four street artur fields um very talented frenchman um, Gasquet in the bottom half, and also in the top half, we have Hanferman and Verilas, who plays Marijan. A uh, tough opening match for uh, the Peruvian. Um, on the outright markets here, Sean, before we just quickly give you, I'll just quickly run down the outright markets, give us the conditions and who you think. Stefanos Sitsipos is plus 75, Jean Lennon's Truff is six dollars, Fields is seven dollars, Bublik 10, Marijan 11, Bosic Van der Sancho at 15, Dominic Team 17, Strickus 20. Uh, Quinton Hallis 20 and Artur Rindenik 20. Any of them caught your eye? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who have we got him? The conditions, first of all, it, it, it was played. I don't know whether it still is, because the draw sheet just helpfully just says hard, uh, which isn't that helpful. It's normally played on a green set indoor hard court. Um, I'm assuming that it's, that's, it's still going to be the case, but you'd never know. Um, Speed seems to change every year. Average is 80% holds and 72.7% first so points one. So reasonable pace. 44% of the matches feature a tie break. Um, as far as the outright is concerned, I've taken a chance. I think this is a really open draw. It would help if I was looking at the right sheet. But um, I've taken Barrera here. I've taken Gregoire Barrera at um, 25 to 1. I think he's a 21 to 1 chance now with Bet Rivers the last time I looked. But um, still very decent odds. Last 12 months on indoor hard at main level. Very decent stats. Our service points one and return points one total of 102. A whole break total of 105. He's got better stats than Bublik, who he seeded to meet in the quarterfinals. That'll be Bublik's first match, which is going to be very difficult. I'm assuming Barrera's going to beat Alahi Galan. Um, Bublik's done absolutely nothing since Wimbledon. He hasn't won a match other than Davis Cup on the clay against lower-ranked opposition. So I'm not sure Bublik's fully fit. He may be by now, but I'm happy to take the chance that he's still not, not quite with it. He certainly isn't match sharp. So... Barrer for me here. Um, I think there are plenty of options. I think you could probably just look at this draw. You could probably take four or five, but um, I like the odds on Barrer. Barrer is currently 21 with uh, Bet Rivers to win the tournament and to a tournament that Sean is at. You can follow all Sean's shenanigans out there, follow his tennis picks. 
on our Instagram and our Twitter account at Because We Win on the social. So, Sean, we've got Berea in Antwerp. Give us a quick rundown on the other tournaments and who you like. Uh, okay, so what outrights and match yeah, bets? Yeah, you could do if you could do. We could, yeah, just give us the Tokyo okay. picks and outrights and matches, and then we'll do Stockholm. Uh, okay, I, let me get Tokyo up. And in that case, um, as far as the outright is concerned, for, for, as far as it is now, because the price has contracted a bit, hasn't it, on Tommy Paul? So yeah. I've just taken Kashan off there um, each way to win the tournament in Tokyo. Uh, the match bet, Zhang, 2.45 plus 145 to beat her cash. And the over 10.5 games in set one of Felix Auger Aliasim against Vukic. That's a plus 175 chance of Bet Rivers. Moving on to Stockholm, the outright I took there was Lorenzo Sanego, um, 17 to 1. Again, each way there. Match bets, Elias Ema, a plus 195 to beat uh, Bautista Agut. And the last one, over 22 and a half total games. Uh, and even money in Bayers, Sebastian Bayers against Wolf. Um, and Antwerp, we just said, um, Barrer uh, to win each way on the outrights. So a busy week of tennis. Sean, uh, we'll be heading to Antwerp. Have a very safe journey, my friend. Enjoy yourself out there. Uh, Looking forward to seeing the content and some more winners cashing some more tickets as the tennis, uh, ATP Tour tennis returns to Europe. We'll be back to normal time, uh, which is, I've I've lost the track of the times now. We do do Tuesdays Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So Mm. we're back on Tuesday, back on Wednesday. Uh, Sean will be in Antwerp. We'll be chatting to him from there. And remember, you can keep across of all the content four ways. You can follow us on our YouTube channel, Betting Weekly Studios. Give us a subscribe there. Give us a rate and review. And also just ring that bell. Not miss any of the content. You can download this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. As I said earlier, you can follow all our stuff on our Instagram and our Twitter account, at Because We Win, the platform shared by all the fabulous handicappers we have here on Because We Win. Uh, Sean. Enjoy yourself, mate, and congratulations again on Hercas. Uh, go and have a nice night today. Thanks. Have a nice glass of something bubbly and uh, and have a nice safe journey, and uh, we'll speak to you later in the week. Take care, everyone, and uh, keep cashing those tickets.